0: When the game is over, the fun begins. Interviews, highlights, analysis, and your opinion. This is Overtime Open Line, brought to you by
1: the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Terry Peranich Team Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins Wilkins. on On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. High slot, drive, another one off the
2: post. Trampkin ripped a slapper off the post, and Talbot's been bailed out by each post. At the end of our left, thrown in front, wrist shot, save made by Talbot, rebound, and it's still on the goal line, not in, the Canucks rake away. Ben Hunt was wide open in front, but Talbot made a sprawling save, and the Oilers then just dogpiled to make sure that puck didn't slither by him.
3: Cam Talbot would not be beaten tonight. Another stellar effort by the Oilers goaltender. He sets a new career high with his sixth shutout of the season. That was a goal mouth scramble where the Canucks couldn't jam it in. Talbot's save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor at armorinsurance.ca. 2 0 Edmonton beats Vancouver. They have won their third in a row. This was game seven of their eight game homestand. I can also tell you that Anaheim has just defeated. Los Angeles Reed Wilkins Rob Brown coming to you from Rogers place Rob you're just keeping an eye on the final seconds of that
1: game as San Jose pressed to tie it they did actually San Jose pulled their goalie with two minutes and 38 seconds ago played the last 238 without a goaltender had a number of good chances but it was a good game uh, Anaheim is playing much better hockey right now big win for them as they stay one point I believe Two, sorry, two points out of the Edmonton Oilers. They're in second. The Oilers are in third, and the Calgary Flames fall into the wild card spot.
3: Anaheim, 87 points. Edmonton, 85. Calgary, 84. Calgary and Edmonton with a game in hand on the Ducks. So it continues to be a fun race in the Pacific Division. Cam Talbot, a huge story tonight. Let's head right downstairs and hear from him, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. Well, I guess it
4: just has to feel nice
5: anytime
6: you can put up a bagel. Yeah, uh, there was always uh, just an added bonus to two points right now, is the biggest, uh, biggest thing. And, uh, you know, uh, every point's crucial right now, and uh, we, we did a good job of locking it down tonight.
7: Was that one of those nights
4: where you maybe saw the puck bouncing around quite a bit and maybe guys were struggling a little with it, you felt like you maybe were going to need to, have to
6: shore things up? Uh, it didn't look that way through the first couple of periods. The third period there, uh, they, they kind of came at us. We knew they weren't going to sit back, but uh, we did a good job weathering the storm and Tess got us a big goal there in the PP, which was huge. So uh, like I said, it's a uh, fun, fun uh, win tonight.
0: You sat through two games where your team scored seven, uh, and then
6: tonight... For a long time, they didn't score any or just one. What's the difference when you tend to goal in those two situations? I don't see any difference. they still got to stop the puck, so uh, whether we score seven or we score one or two, uh, I still have to do my job and uh, just focusing on that next shot tonight and focusing on making that save and giving us a chance. Was the way this one went somewhat unexpected, given the way the last two went? I know Vancouver's kind of you know, injured and hadn't been playing that well lately. No, you'd never expect to keep putting up seven goals a game. I mean, we knew that that wasn't going to happen. So uh, these are the games that are kind of playoff style hockey when you're coming down the stretch, one nothing, two nothing kind of games. So uh, we did a good job of uh, showing that we can win these tight games, too.
8: Read that scream tell it.
3: Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers' room tonight. 2-0, the Oilers knock off the Canucks. Thanks for joining us. It's 11 o'clock, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Paranich Team Broadcast Centre, along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can also text us at 630-630. I'm just going to clear something up here quickly. Well, I don't know if it'll clear things up, but the well, people on the text line are already asking why Leon Dreisaitl was not awarded a goal when he was tripped with a yawning empty net to shoot at with 22 and a half seconds left. I'll just read out of the rule book. A goal will be awarded to the attacking team when the opposing team has taken their goalkeeper off the ice and an attacking player has possession and control of the puck in the neutral or attacking zone without a defending player between himself and the opposing goal and he is prevented from scoring as a result of an infraction committed by the defending team. So I guess I'm interpreting that, Rob, because it was not a clear breakaway. There yep. was a defenseman in the middle of the ice. Even though he had a clear shot to the net, they didn't award the goal. Yeah,
1: no, it, it was the right call. I mean, if he doesn't trip them, they're going to score. And that's the sad part. And, and all of a sudden, you end up just with a power play. They get to put their goalie back in net. Uh, but the, there was a defender back. It was going to be more or less a two-on-one. It's just unfortunate the way it worked. You saw right away, Maroon went up to the referee and said, "Hey, hey, is that not a goal?" Right. And the referee said, "No, no, there's somebody back there." So it's unfortunate because it was a an empty net, and then you had a more or less a two-on-one, Drysdale and McDavid. I imagine that Drysdale was going to try and make a pass and give it to McDavid for the for the goal, but. Uh, the right call, just unfortunate.
3: Would have got to McDavid to uh, 81 points. He does hit 80 tonight with the game-winning goal late in the second period. He leads the NHL one point up on Brad Marchand. All we right, We'll start off the phone calls with Ahmed tonight. Hi, Ahmed. Go ahead.
9: Hey, guys. Uh, how are you guys? Doing well. Good, guys. Uh, First-time caller, long-time listener. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, it was a great win for Cam uh, Talbot there. Uh, but what do you guys think of, uh, McT- uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Abrily's performance tonight? I know he's a bit uh, chippy tonight. Uh, uh, is this going to change maybe in a uh, playoff series, you think?
1: Well, it's hard to say what's going to happen in a playoff series because we've never seen a lot of these Oilers in the playoffs. Uh, I, I thought for the most part there was a lot of players that weren't as noticeable tonight as they have been in the in previous games. I thought the, the Canucks were the better of the two teams for, for large stretches. Uh, the Oilers have a better hockey club and be, their their talent, uh, I think, got them to the win their talent in net and their talent up front with Connor McDavid. Uh, I, I don't think Eberle was, was good or bad tonight. I just, honestly, I didn't really notice him a whole lot as there were a lot of players. It was a game that the Vancouver Canucks tried to clamp down and not allow any of the offensive players for the Oilers have freedom out there and it showed. The Oilers uh, were outworked in a lot of parts of the game they played just good enough to get a victory
3: i thought vancouver did a lot of things tonight that todd mcclellan has preached for the oilers to do and that a lot of times the oilers have do have done in terms of playing over top of the puck getting inside the other team's equipment i mean there were a lot of scrums or 50 50 puck battles that vancouver came out of the corners with or or at the very least were able to tie and then maybe work the puck slowly towards the net
1: well uh, the vancouver connects the fact that they were in the game after the first period then there's some belief that they this is not a strong team and their record shows that and if they're down one or two after the first, their will is a little bit gone. There, there's uh, The desperation leaves their game. But when it's close through 20 and then they come out in the second, they're playing pretty good. The belief's there. And all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, this could be a game we win. Let's go into a, let's bring in a, a little bit extra tonight. Because we don't get a lot of these opportunities, uh, especially as of late. And, and there was that belief. And I think they, their work ethic may have caught the Oilers a little off guard and their battle level as well, and they were the better team for for large stretches. The others, Talbot was sensational, but also the, the beneficiary of some very good puck luck is a couple pucks that beat them cleanly, off the post, another one just grazes off the foot and goes just beside the post, and then there's one that sat in the crease, and the Canucks weren't able to get in it, but you gotta be good to be lucky, and lucky to be good, and and Cam Talbot was both that tonight.
3: 2 nothing, the Oilers win, that means a $50 donation coming from Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world, going to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. They give $25 for every goal the Oilers score throughout the season, and you can track the total on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. McDavid and Latestu, the goal scorers. Uh, Latestu ties a career high with his 14th goal of the season. Nine of them have come on the power play as he continues to be a key producer in that area. All right, if you're on hold, we're coming to you, but courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices, here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. How would you sum up the night
0: for you guys? A win. Uh, a win probably with our B game. I didn't think we were uh, where we needed to be. Um, and, um, you know, in large part, they I thought they outworked us in some areas. They out-executed us. They were a little harder on the four-check. But our goaltender hung in there, gave us a chance to win. Um, our leading scorer and captain got us a goal, and the power play bailed us out. So, Um, But at this time of the year, some of the games are going to be real frustrating. Um, That's how the playoffs will be. It'll be tight checking. So the fact we got a win and we got to play in that type of game, I think, is good for us.
2: How much of the B game
0: uh, is a symptom of two seven-goal games the two nights before? Well, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried about that coming in. And I think we saw a bit of that where, um, you know, tonight was more about being over top of a loose puck and and, uh, digging and mucking and grinding. Uh, Than making nice plays, and and uh, I think we we're still in the nice play mode, so uh, it affected us. Can't tell, but, uh,
7: pretty
0: good tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he was the first star. If he wasn't, you guys didn't do a very good job. So he was our uh, he was our best player. Um, like I said earlier, he bailed us out. We got a, a goal from our captain, and and the power play came up big at the end when we needed.
2: It. When when he came here
0: and hoped he would be good, but he hadn't proven that he could carry the load and be a number one goalie. How sure were you when he walked in the door here that you had an A goalie? Well, we were quite sure. Um, you know, we had a group of goaltenders that we thought could play and contribute, and he was at the top of them. Uh, so we went out and got the goaltender. We got the one we wanted. Um, he has been better than I thought he would be, to tell you the truth. Uh, but he works at his game. He's getting some tremendous coaching from Dustin Schwartz, and LB plays a big role in that right now. He's there to support him and back him up. Um, the group plays for Talbs, not with him, and I think that's a, a huge thing for uh, for goaltending. And, um, you know, he's key, key piece. You're going to have a 70 or 72-game goalie by the end of the year here. Uh, was that in the plan, or did it just work itself out that way? It yeah kind of worked itself out that way um you know i shared a conversation with some of the media this morning um yesterday we had a, an optional day and cam was in in the office with dustin schwartz i poked my head in i asked him how he was doing he said great i said how are you feeling he said fine i said should we keep playing and he said yeah so that was the extent of it how is not it that it, how is it that no. fatigue is just not an issue with well one he's in great shape and he's a, he's an efficient goaltender he's not all over the place and uh whether between whistles he's he's not having a seance or anything like that. He's resting and he's uh relaxed and he's trained for it now. He's played a lot of games, so he uh he knows what to expect and how to manage it. Can you spell seance for us? No. Was that the only you had here was he the seances? I don't know.
6: Good. Now I got to figure it out. Tom
3: All right, well, that's a that's a great quote. Thankfully, no seances tonight at Rogers Place. But but I mean, well put with Cam Talbot, who gets the shutout tonight as the Oilers beat Vancouver two nothing. About him being an efficient goaltender, and look, Rob, we, we take questions almost every game about his his fatigue. Well, what if he breaks down? You know what? There's there's just there are no signs of it. He's never had two off nights in a row, and. Tonight was one of those nights where he was just in the right place and swallowing pucks is a phrase we've used a lot this year.
1: There was one late in the game. It was a one-time, and I think Tanev was the one that got the puck, and it was when they had their goalie pulled, and the Canucks had numbers in the net around the net. They, they had two guys standing there wide open. They'd gotten behind the others defenders. The puck comes from the point, and Talbot swallows it. If there's any rebound, whether it's in front, left, right, it did not matter. If there's a rebound, it's in the net because the Canucks had numbers and they had inside position, but there was nothing. And it's just what we see over and over and over with him. He's always in the right position. He's not scrambling. He's not diving. He's just simply in the right spot. The puck comes to him. He swallows it up. There's no rebound. And then you got the players in front of the net shaking their heads like, I'm here. I beat my guy. And I've got no puck to put into the net. So, uh, efficient is what he is. And that is, as Todd McClellan said, one of the big reasons he's able to play night after night after night. There is no, he, there's a defenseman that played, Nicholas Lindstrom, played for the Detroit Red Wings, every year led the league in, in ice time or was close to it. And you wonder how he could do it because he was an efficient player. He didn't do things he didn't have to do. He just did the things he needed to do. Cam Talbot's the exact same way.
3: 2 nothing. the Oilers beat the Canucks, 7 8 0 we will welcome Cam to overtime open line. Hello, Cam.
10: Hey, fellas, how's it going? Doing great. How about being able to do this about 14 to 21 times in about two months? Wouldn't that be great?
1: That would be very, very good. No, the, wow. things are going well right now. We just got to keep on doing this for another 11 games and then the fun starts.
10: For sure. I was just going to pass along some thoughts and then I'll let you guys talk about whatever you want. Um, first of all, that hit on Ryan Smith, just disgusting. Whoever did that, just disgusting. Um, the the thing about Talbot is, um, this is how I would phrase it with him in terms of whether it'll work or not. It might, if you do play him that much, it can't if you don't play him that much. So, they'll be in the position at some point in time to you know infuse a good Back up in down the road here, but there's no possible way they can do it without him, so they're just going to have to roll the dice. And then I look at a guy like Tito in uh, baseball last year. You know, you look what he did with Kluber and with Miller in the playoffs. He just kept going, doing what he had to do to get the wins, and you know, they were within one game of the World Series. So I'm glad McClellan's, you know, Coach McClellan's doing that, and he's taking advantage of a hot goal like that. The other thing I was going to say is, I agree with you, Rob, 100%. When the Canucks brought force, um, they just didn't have the skill to finish there. And my heart goes out to Willie, good Saskatchewan boy, man. He's a great coach, and it's pretty tough to tough to win when you don't have a great team, but they sure they sure play hard. And then the final thing I was going to say is the biggest thing I'm noticing about the Oilers right now is the short game is back. Like, you know, they, they, the puck's under control, and I've always been told that you can tell a good team by the amount of times or the amount of time that the puck is under control, and uh, it's—I just—I'm amazed at times with how good the short game is. And this isn't even a fully advanced or mature roster yet. It's going to get better over the years. So I think we're in for some good hockey here coming up over the next few years. And certainly, it's been a lot of fun. And just want to say, enjoy the show, enjoy the call-in show, guys. And. You guys do an awesome job. We don't tell you that enough, but you guys really do. So thank you so much.
3: Oh, thanks, Ken. We know you call regularly, so it's good to hear from you. You know, he made a point there at the end, Rob, about the puck being uh, under control and a team looking like they're in control. The Oilers' puck management, this was not a, a sparkling game for them by any means. I mean, there were some times they were hemmed in and and maybe either rushed it or, or looked for something that wasn't there. But we talk a lot less about well, they're trying all these 70-foot passes. Mm-hmm. And don't worry, I mean, they're more efficient out of the... Oh, the ton, again, tonight's not the best example. But they're more efficient out of their own zone through the neutral zone. And you referenced the play Dreisaitl made to help set up the McDavid goal. That's also a defenseman recognizing Sekera. Okay, there's a hole in the ice that I can fill. I can kind of do a neutral zone pinch, if you want to call it that. And and I'm not going to leave myself vulnerable in behind for a chance. And and the Oilers do that a lot, where a defenseman comes in late or through the middle to help support a
1: rush or get a rush going. Well, the key word you just use in all that is support. The Oilers have got great support when one guy has the puck. And in the past, there were players that, that cheated a little bit. And they were looking, oh, if he just gets it past these two guys, I'm gone. But they never got it past the two guys. And it was turned the other way. And good hockey clubs always have support. Now, you may not want to pass to the guy five feet away. You may have that guy that's open on the far side, but you have the option. And in the past, the others didn't have the option. Guys were trying to get in behind people and not playing in the right position. So you you made the example, Sekhar, jumping up on that play and that makes the play. The drysettle to Sacra makes the play that McDavid scores. There's another one, and it was another great play by Leon drysettle He's driving, and this is what I like uh, about Leon and their line right now. A lot of times when you play with a star player, you always want to force it to him. Leon's driving down, and he's got McDavid going through the middle, and he looks him off, and then Darnell Nurse jumps up into the play. And it's an, uh, when you can get your fourth guy into the play, it just creates so many better offensive chances for you. He gets lost in the shuffle. Back to Darnell Nurse, big one-timer. It was a nice save by Bachman, but another time a defenseman's jumping up into the play. The Oilers' defense are not... You're not looking at a bunch of Drew Dowdies. It's not like this is this... Uh, all they just signed six offensive juggernaut-type defensemen. But they've got defensemen now that are capable of making a play. They move the puck well. They can jump up. They're good skaters, and and they, they play without fear. They're not afraid to jump up, thinking, oh, what happens if I turn it around? Because of that, the offensive players that the Oilers have have more options offensively, and that's why the Oilers can create more with their back end jumping into the play.
3: The Oilers hold off the Canucks tonight 2 nothing. Really strong effort by Vancouver, but Cam Talbot holds strong for his sixth shutout of the season. Brent and Robert are up next on the open line. We'll also go into the visitors' dressing room for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions all after a quick timeout. Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Terry Piranich Team Broadcast Centre.
2: McDavid, top of the right circle, back door. What timer score! Skirk left, bomb watches his mark. Latestu celebrates the goal we were just talking about was a long time waiting. His first in seven games, he ties his career high with 14, and Edmonton goes up 2-0.
3: Well, that's the goal that iced it tonight at 15-22 of the third. The Oilers beat the Canucks 2 zip. We've talked about the goaltending story, Rob, the special teams one also worth pointing out tonight. The Oilers penalty kill has not been good really since the start of December is the demarcation point we use where they're hovering around 75%, but they kill off both Vancouver power plays tonight. Their own power play goes one for three, really one for two because the third one was in the last 20 seconds where they just killed the clock. and. There's the there's the Latestu uh, one timer and a great pass by Leon.
1: It was it was a great play by Leon. Uh, he he sold, he was going down low, which for which allowed the Vancouver Canucks they moved their sticks and gave him the, the passing lane. But what I liked about the, the one timer that Latestu had there, whenever you think one timer most people think all right, he's he's you know, he's scratching the rafters with the end of his stick and it's going to be this big bomb. His stick the Latestu's stick didn't come off the ice. It was one of those ones where the stick's on the ice, but it's on and off. Uh, the puck comes on and off you stick very quickly. There wasn't a lot of time. Bachman got over quick. And Latesti, though, just on and off very, very quickly. And, and another example of if you can get that puck on net with a one-timer, uh, you're going to be able to score goals in the National Hockey League. Huge goal. And I love what Mark said after the game when, when Jack asked him, he said, well, you know, was it the relief of scoring had been six games? He says, no, no, no. I knew the importance of the goal at that moment for this team. And you really like that. This is a team right now that's buying into the fact we can do something special this year, not individually. But as a team, and that was a great comment by Mark Latesto after the game.
3: Talbot, the first star tonight, a 33-save shutout. Leon Drysital, two assists. He's the second star. Leon, by the way, seven points in his last three games. Granlund from the Canucks had a good game tonight. A couple of really good scoring opportunities. He's the third star. Rob and I are going to give out the fourth star for Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates.
1: I like the game of Oscar Cuffbomb tonight. Played almost 25 minutes, had an assist tonight. Uh, the Oilers, uh, when you don't give up any goals, some obviously some things on the back end must have been good for you tonight. And I thought Oscar was.
3: All right, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll welcome Brent to the show. Hey, Brent, go ahead.
9: Yeah, hi guys. Um, I just uh, yeah, I like I really like that interview with Todd McClellan tonight, and I had the pleasure of meeting Todd in Dallas in November. But my question is. Um, in the Western Conference, we have the Central Division, Pacific Division. The top three teams in each division are going to playoffs. Then we have two wild cards. How do the wild cards fit in, and which division does which wild card team go go into?
3: It's okay. It's it, it yeah. It's simply the two best teams that aren't in the top three. So it could be the two fourth place teams, or it could be a fourth and fifth place team from the from the same division. What they do is, Brent is. The best wild card team will play the weaker division winner, if you know what I mean. So oh, okay. Calgary right now is the best wildcard team. They would play San Jose because San Jose leads the Pacific with 91. So Great. Nashville, who is the second wildcard team, would play the better division winner. So they would play Chicago, who has 97. That's the way the standings are right now
9: well thanks, that sounds good and uh, yeah, I like the positive vibe that's going around uh, with the team right now
3: Yeah, well and you know what Brent, I I mean, there's no doubt about it, the the Canucks worked hard tonight you're not going to you know in the summer be sitting around having a pint with your buddy and be remembering this season and saying hey remember that uh march 18th game with it but but having said <laughs> having said that wrong, w- w- would you sooner win ugly or, or or lose pretty and they 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 found a way to tough it out tonight. well
1: you, you want you need the points and that's the importance there and The three things that you you win in the playoffs with is is a good power play, good penalty killing, and good goaltending. And the Oilers got all three of those things tonight. Sometimes the game doesn't go the way you want it to. And not every game you play is going to be your your A game. No team in the National Hockey League can do it. And And we've seen around the league as of late, good teams playing at home that needs the points, losing to lesser teams that are out of the playoffs. So for the Oilers, they didn't have their best game. They played a team that's not making the playoffs, yet they found a way to win and it was mostly on the back of a strong goaltender, well, he's part of the team. And he's a goaltender that's gonna play about 70 to 72 games this year for you. So uh, there's nights that uh, your offense win games for you, and that's the last two games. There's other nights where you need your goaltender to pick you up, and tonight, Cam Talbot did that for the Oilers.
3: We'll go back to the phone lines in a second, but downstairs to the Canucks room for Challenge Insurance Group. Challenge creates opportunity. We provide solutions. Here's their head coach, Willie Desjardins. Like
8: the effort tonight, Coach. I thought the guys played hard. Uh, You know, right from the start, I thought it was a good game all the way through. A
5: couple
4: posts away from that being
5: a different game.
8: It would have been nice if those went in for sure. Uh, You know, at that stage of the game, it would have probably would have made a difference.
5: Disappointing to not get one for your goalie tonight.
8: Yeah, he played well. Um, You know, their guy played well as well, but Box hasn't played that much in both games. He's come in, he's played well for us. Uh, Is
5: that? The kind of effort that can keep your team moving ahead. Long road trip coming up.
8: I don't know. Um, You know, you you still have to find ways to win. Like it's it's one thing to have an effort, but we, you know, we don't just want the effort. We want to find ways to win games. And uh, you know, they're a good team. They've played well at home. They have lots of speed, so they're a hard team to handle. And I thought we did a good job containing them as much as we did, but. uh, you know, still disappointing not to get some points.
5: It seemed like the orbat line was just on the cusp. Whether it was here, Bearcher or, or, or Granlin. did you like that line you put together?
8: Um, yeah, they were good. They, you know, I. Um, there's a lot when you throw those guys together. You need a lot out of that line if you're if you're going to kind of load up that line a little bit and. Uh, I thought they played hard tonight, but I thought all the other lines played hard, too. I thought the Sedins had a good night, and I thought Sutter battled hard, too, and the shoreline had that big chance in the third, so I thought all the lines contributed.
5: Did a fairly good job containing McDavid. I know it's more beyond him, but is that proof of why he's so good, just takes one shift?
8: Oh, he's had more than one shift. Like, he was he was dangerous the whole night. He's, he's so quick through that neutral zone, like, you know, you think you're in a good spot and he's by you, but uh, he's a good player, and, uh, you know, he is hard to handle.
5: How do you regroup, Coach?
8: Uh, same as any other game. Got to move away from it, forget about it, and uh, just move on to the next one.
3: All right, that's Willie Desjardins. Scott Johnson working in the Canucks room tonight. The Oilers knock off Vancouver 2-zip McDavid and Latestu with the goals. Talbot, a career high sixth shutout. 780-496-0063. We'll welcome Robert to overtime open line. Hi, Robert.
11: Hi, Reed. Hi,
10: Rob.
1: Good day. How you doing tonight?
10: Good. Uh, it's another. Uh... Another uh, another uh, another good game tonight. No, they didn't. know no, you know, no, they didn't. Uh, they didn't play, didn't play as well as they did in the previous two games. But but I, I thought they thought they did. I thought they did enough to win, and Talbot Talbot obviously stood, uh, stood on his head at times.
3: Well, you know what? You know what, Robert? I mean, we were we were breaking down the the goals too. I mean, probably the Oilers' four best players this season have been McDavid, Talbot, Sekera, and Dreisaitl. And they all got at least a point, and, and, then, and then Talbot is able to, to shut the door. And even though the Canucks had more scoring chances, I mean, Rob mentioned it, Dreisaitl recognizes an opportunity, Sekera recognizes an opportunity, and then McDavid's skill finishes that play. Winning goal. You ready, yeah. to, you ready to finish the play, buddy? Yep. All right, you've already got an eight-day parking pass to Jet said We Park park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. You're hoping to be entered into the grand prize draw for $1,000 to Integra Tire Auto Center. Visit Integra Tire to experience service you can trust. Integra Tire, experience integrity. Kellen, I'm going to do something a little different here. Just play the entire highlight, okay?
2: The right-hand side, Horvat takes it to the hole, wrist shot, save made by Talbot, rebound, top of the
3: blue paint. Alright, so I mentioned that uh, Cam Talbot got his career high sixth shutout. What team was he playing for when he set his previous career high of five? The New York Rangers. Absolutely, buddy. He had five in 14 15 in 36 games. Man, that's a pretty good ratio. Robert, stay on the line. Kellen's going to take down your uh, information as you win, finish the play tonight. And that's when Talbot, in that year, he went 29, uh, sorry, 21, 9, and 4. Many of those appearances while Henrik Lundqvist was injured, and that really put him on the radar, where teams were thinking, like, okay, maybe if we need, uh, you know, the next wave of a starter here, maybe yeah, that's the guy.
1: Well, and Todd talked about it in his in his uh, interview tonight that they had a list of goaltenders. They knew that goaltending was an issue; they had to find something to improve themselves in net. They had a list of which guys they wanted to go after, and they got the one that they wanted. and And I agree with them too. You, there was high expectations for Cam Talbot coming here. But I still think he's exceeded everybody's expectations. I think you're thinking, okay, he could be a starter. He can give us a chance to win. But he's become a guy. I mean, he's gonna. There's a good opportunity for him to break a record that Grant Fuhr set. There's an opportunity that he's gonna play over 70 games in a league that doesn't do that anymore. So I, I believe, as Todd said it, that he has exceeded, exceeded anything that they would have imagined that he could do here. And you, you say, well, he rarely has two poor games in a row. That's why you know that he's not not breaking down. I mean, he might only have two poor games on the season. Yeah, good point. Uh, He's been so consistent, so consistent. And tonight is another night where he got a couple bounces but you just didn't feel anything was going to get by him, and he's had a number of those nights where you felt that.
3: 33 saves tonight. Richard Bachman very good at the other end. He makes 20 saves on 22 shots, but has to take the loss and certainly the improved Oilers' goaltending or adjustment of the game from previous seasons for Alberta chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit Alberta Cairo. Com. You'll hear from Leon Dreisaitl in a couple of minutes. Oilers win 2 nothing. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime this Open Line. This is Perenich Overtime Open Line. Center.
1: Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse. From the Terry Perenich Team Broadcast Centre, Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. The
3: Edmonton Oilers beat the Vancouver Canucks 2-0. Goals from McDavid and Latestu, a shutout by Talbot. 33 saves, thanks for joining us. It's 1133, along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Just a quick update here, if you still gotta walk the dog tonight or you're driving home and you're gonna step out of your car, make sure you're anchored to the ground. The forecast here, the winds gusting from 60 to 90 kilometers per hour over the next uh, half hour here leading up to uh, midnight and into uh, the new day. So, just be be prepared for that, and we'll have a full forecast on the Midnight News. Good time to go fly a kite, though. Well, there's no lightning, I guess. Oh, is there lightning coming? Well, too? no, no lightning in the we winter. Well, that's is what there? I'm saying. If there's no lightning, yeah. then it's great.
1: Oh, great time.
3: 7804960063 uh, will bring in Sir Taj to the show. Hi, Sir Taj. Hi, Sir Taj.
10: Hello there. Um, I just wanted to make a couple of keys of the game. Uh because uh the reason why they won the game was because uh well the last time these two teams played, um, uh there was lots of um they were playing rough against Conor McLean and this time there was Patrick Louong, Luke controlling and um instead like kajula made a big hit in the corner and uh kajula was playing his good game puliot was good mcdavid was good Uh, all the guys were good and um well after puliot's injury um he, he he's doing pretty good like two goals in his like last three games
3: well, Pouliot, yeah, he didn't score tonight, but he had goals in each of the last two games. Thanks, Sir Taj. And that line's going to be key for the Oilers going forward if it remains Pouliot, DeHarnay, and uh, and Cassian because they've been showing some energy. I think they, they seem to like playing together. Uh, Pouliot and DeHarnay were briefly teammates in Montreal and played a bit together earlier in their careers. That was That was a few years ago. But yeah, I mean De Harnay, the the thing about him is and he was actually the best oiler in the faceoff circle tonight 75% on a night where the Oilers were as expected poor at 40% <laughs> they're the worst faceoff team in the league. Yeah, I mean De Harnay he doesn't he doesn't have to come in and be a superstar. He has a fairly specific role here. He knows he's going to be on the third line. It allows Lateste to remain as the fourth line center and you take some pressure off Kajula and I mean, nothing wrong with the way Kajula's played, but you don't have to play Kajula every night either.
1: Well, what what you're going to see out of that third line and how important they're going to be going forward is... Take, for example, right now the others are supposed to... If, if it ended today, they play Anaheim. You go into Anaheim, Kessler's playing against McDavid. That's an automatic. Yeah. So now you got the Nugent-Hopkins line. They're going to find a line against that. They're going to try and get Getzlaff and Perry out against the third line, out against the line of A with Cassian and, and Pouliot. So... The importance of that line being uh, trustworthy in their own zone, being uh, smart, not taking silly penalties, and we've seen they're they're much better at that. Cassian right now is finishing every single check, but he's not doing it stupid. He's not being silly out there. We saw earlier in this year he could he was prone to a dumb penalty. Pouliot on the forecheck at the beginning of the year, a number of penalties in the offensive zone, so much that he eventually got banished to the press box. You're not seeing that out of anymore. This line going forward is going to have to be an important part of this team. One of the big reasons that they brought in a Deharnay is so they could leave Dreisaitl where he is. They got their line set the way they want them to be going forward, and so far so good with that third line being productive, but also being um, safe. When they're, on their, they're in their own zone, they're not making that mistake. They're being very careful with the puck, making smart plays.
3: So the Oilers win 2 nothing as we check the advantage trailer rentals scoreboard. The Ducks get by the Sharks 2-1. Silverberg the game winner in that one. So Anaheim Two ahead of Edmonton for second in the Pacific. Calgary is one point behind Edmonton. The Blues shut out the Coyotes 3-0. Hurricanes win 4-2 over the Predators. TJ Oshie with a hat trick for the Capitals in their 5-3 win against the Lightning. Montreal 4, Ottawa 3 in a shootout. Chicago beats Toronto 2-1 in overtime. Entertaining overtime,
1: Rob. We got to watch most of that one. The, the Chicago, Chicago one? toronto yeah. Yeah, it was a really good one. Number of two-on-ones going back and forth each way. And that was the game that you and I, so we, we saw an offside earlier oh, this yeah. year where we, we argued and a lot of people called in and we said the ref made the right call. The player jumped. It was the right call. We saw an offside, we think, in overtime tonight in the Toronto-Chicago one, which I believe they got wrong. I it looked offside to I me. Mean, I I'm waiting to see an answer that the NHL puts out because I think I think it was blown, and it could cost. I mean, that's a huge point that the Toronto Maple Leafs lost on that.
3: Rangers beat the Wild three two. Blue Jackets in overtime knock off the Islanders three two. Red Wings cruise past the Avalanche five one. The Edmonton Oil Kings win this evening four one in Red Deer. Regular season finale. Well, season finale for the Oil Kings. They're not going to the playoffs tomorrow at 4 p.m. at Rogers Place as they host Red Deer. The Oilers' farm team, Bakersfield Condors, get a goal with about five minutes left from Anton Lander as they beat Tucson 4-3. Lander with three points tonight. And Jonas Gustafson, another win. He got a shutout last night. 21 more saves this evening. I'll quickly update, uh, update the university seen as well, the the three U of A teams will play for a national title tomorrow. Pretty exciting. Pandas hockey will take on McGill. The Pandas beat 6-2, beat Concordia 6-2
1: today. And that's um, Matthew Benning's younger sister, Abigail, is on that team.
3: Yep, Golden Bears volleyball on their home court at the Savile Center will play Trinity Western at six for the national title. The Bears uh, had a two sets to nothing lead against UBC. UBC forced the fifth set. And the Bears were able to pull it out. I mean, Canada West is so strong in volleyball. And uh, Pandas Volleyball, out at Ryerson, beat Montreal in their semi. Pandas Volleyball is ranked number one. They'll play UBC in the final. So that's an all-Canada West matchup as well.
1: Monday morning could be a very, very happy day for anyone that's involved with the U of A's. They could have three national championships. So that'll be exciting to watch that tomorrow. The Oilers win 2-0. Leon
3: Dreisaitl, two assists. Let's hear from them. Well, Leon, a little bit
7: of a different flow to that game, a tight checking game, but you guys uh, find a way to win again.
3: Yeah,
11: um, obviously a different different type of game, like you said. Um, I think that, uh, you know, they're a gritty group and they have a lot of pride in that room. And, you know, uh, I think they played played really good again tonight. And, you know, they've, uh, they've been hard to beat lately, so um, it's, uh, it's nice to get to the, the two points.
7: And you guys connected late on that power play. Uh, how big was that goal?
11: Um, yeah, it was huge. Uh, you know, you, you, anytime you can go up two instead of one, uh, it's huge. And uh, power play came up big there. Was it somewhat unexpected, like the way you guys have been generating offense that something like this happened? You knew you weren't gonna put up seven. Yeah, no, you said it right. We knew that we were gonna, we weren't gonna score, score seven again tonight most likely. So um, you know, this team is a is a tight checking group, and um, you know they. Um, they go, um, I guess they, they took the best out of us tonight. Is this in some respects more important than winning 7-1 to be able to win it a one nothing game? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's going to be uh, one game in the playoffs that's that's going to be 7-1. Um, we have really surprised if there is. So um, I think that those games, uh, uh, you know, in the, in the years past, we, we found ways to lose. And, um, you know, this season we, we seem to find ways to win. Read that to Leon Draisaitl.
3: Thanks, Brendan. Leon Settle, very good tonight. Two sharp passes to set up the Oilers' goals. They win 2-0 over Vancouver. That magic points number for the Oilers to clinch a playoff spot is 15. That's any combination of points that the Oilers get or the LA Kings don't get, totaling 15, will put the Oilers in the playoffs. The Kings play the Flames tomorrow and then they're here on Monday. So if the Oilers win that game in regulation time, that would actually take four points off. What if field. they
1: were to lose Calgary the night before, that's six off. Yeah,
3: so this, this, this is I mean, the Oilers are, are going to get in. Yes. I, think it's, I think it's when, uh, not if. And it, uh, to me, it's more about jockeying for position to try to, get, try to get second in the division.
1: Well, I, 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 I don't think you want to play a San Jose or a Chicago Blackhawks in the first round. They, they're better teams. Their record shows it. Uh, uh the Anaheim ducks right now are playing very good hockey, so are the Calgary Flames. I guess there isn't a weak first round opponent, but if you're gonna have your Druthers, you'd like to have home ice advantage and the others have a very good chance, if they play well down the stretch, to host the first game in the playoffs and it's if you're gonna go to game seven, I'd prefer to have it on home ice.
3: Well, I I agree and and you're I mean when we're talking about avoiding playing a division winner. It's, it's not because other teams are are bad, no, it's but I mean, it, just look what's happened. I, I, I realize the Oilers beat Chicago twice this season. They were badly outplayed in yes. two of the three games, though. Uh, they were not able to beat Minnesota. I mean, they hung around in all, all the games, but they were not able to beat them. And now San Jose, I know they got a couple wins there, but well, no, they didn't. They got one win. They got beat uh, 5-3 on home ice, and they stole, Talbot stole a point right before Christmas in that overtime. Well, in
1: both those teams, Chicago and San Jose are playoff-hardened teams now. San Jose went to the finals last year, had a very, very good run. They know what it takes to win in the playoffs, and so do the Chicago Blackhawks. If I'm I'm coaching or if I'm playing, I'd prefer to play a team that is... uh, not as strong. And right now the Calgary Flames and the Anaheim Ducks, I don't believe are as strong. Not to say that I don't think the others can beat any of the teams they play in the first round. But if you have your choice, uh, get second in the division and host the first game.
3: And just, uh, again, having game seven at home, uh,
1: just double-checking my math here. Unless you're playing Anaheim in the first round, game seven in Anaheim is fine. Yeah,
3: they haven't done well there. But but I mean, the the home team in the NHL historically has won about 59%. So, I mean, still, even if it's 60-40, you'd still sooner have the 60 percentage on your side. Oilers beat the Canucks 2-0 tonight. We don't get to turn on the Japanese Village goal light, but we will when the Oilers score five or more in a game. And then you can go to the Oilers page on 630 chcom to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Japanese Village, three locations in Edmonton, downtown, south side, and north side. 780-496-0063. We'll bring in Scott. Scott, you're on
9: with Robin Reed. How are you guys doing tonight? doing great. Awesome. I uh, just wanted to say blown away by McDavid's goal tonight, uh, you know, off the skate, cuts to the middle, off off, uh, has the goalie going the other way, and shoots it in the, you know it was just beautiful. Uh, it's kind of funny because um, I hear a lot of like my buddies heard it on the radio show with you guys, um, you know kind of complaining about McDavid not shooting enough, and blah blah blah. I'll put this to you, Rob. I mean, here's a kid that's uh, 100 100 games into his NHL career. There's there's a learning curve to scoring in an NHL. It, It just doesn't... I mean, he's a great, phenomenal talent, obviously, generational. But there's still a learning curve to score at this level for him.
1: There is, but to me, I think it's something more than that. I think the fact... Connor McDavid has always been the phenom his whole life. And... As you're growing up and you're the phenom, there's going to be uh, jealousy. There's going to be people that don't want to see you succeed. Uh, there's going to be people that, uh, well, the, I think, the, the, the jealous. So he, as a player, he always wants to make others look well. He doesn't, I mean, I'm unselfish. sure. Unselfish. Oh yeah, unselfish. I'm sure all his life, every time he got the puck, he could have went end-to-end and, and either scored or almost scored. But then he would have lost a lot of friends, and, and people would have called him selfish. So he always looks to pass first. Then he comes into the National Hockey League, and everyone's talking about Connor McDavid. Now all of a sudden he's the youngest captain in the National Hockey League. He wants to win his teammates over. And he doesn't have to, but he wants to win his teammates over. So he wants to be seen as an unselfish guy that makes other players better. Tonight he had it was the two on one. I can't remember it was shorthanded. Kajula. Yeah. Kajula. I mean, he was in a beautiful scoring spot. He was right in front of the net. He could have shot and he probably would have scored. But his first thought is to make the guys around him better. To and well, that- it, and it goes back to when he... I'm sure it goes back to when he was a kid because he didn't want to be the guy that... You know, look, everyone. Oh, there goes Connor again. He scored again. Yay, Connor! My kid never touched the puck. So he wants to make all his teammates better and he wants to earn their respect. And as okay, he gets older, I'm am... sure he'll start shooting more because he'll realize when he shoots more, it opens up passing lanes more and that'll allow him to do either one. Okay, totally agree.
9: Um, like,
1: when you're in that
9: tight, Rob, like, when you're talking about that two-on-one... He was halfway between the dots and the goaltender. I mean, you got to take that shot. I mean, and, that, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. He's
1: still learning this. True, but if you watch there's an unbelievable goal not too long ago McDave or excuse me, Malkin and Crosby. Same thing Melkin had the puck. I mean, he was raiding right and still finds uh, Crosby to make the play. The best players in the world, they see the game differently than anyone else.
3: McDavid also does lead the Oilers in shots on goal, and he's 23rd in the league. But you're you're so... I mean, maybe someday he'll be top 10 in, in shots. Scott, thanks a lot for calling. You'll hear from Connor McDavid when we get back. Oilers beat Vancouver 2-0. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Terry Perenich. Team Live broadcast from Center. the Terry Perenich
1: Team Broadcast Center, this is Overtime Open Line. Brought to you by the Canadian Brewhouse on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. edmonton has been red
2: hot in the circle. Dry will drop it for Sekhra down the seam. Dishes off. McDavid, right circle, heads for the net. Read shot, Score. And just like that, Edmonton's up 1-0 on Connor McDavid's team-leading 25th of the year. Time, 16-42.
3: That was the Oilers' game-winning goal tonight in the second period as they go on to take out Vancouver 2-0. McDavid's NHL-leading 80th point of the season. Let's go back to the dressing room and hear from number 97.
0: Just one of those nights where Cam just kind
7: of had her dialed in for you guys? Yeah, Talbot was great. Uh, you know, as he is most nights. Um, that's when he stole the show, and, uh, you know, we needed that. We weren't very good, uh, especially there in the third period. So, um no, credit to him. To win when you weren't that good is almost as important as being able to win 7-1 maybe. For sure. Uh, we got to find ways to win games like that. You know, that's what it's going to be like uh, playing L.A., playing Anaheim, uh, you know, playing these, these teams and coming down the stretch, uh, especially – Um, You know, if if we do make the playoffs, those are the kind of games you have to learn how to win, then I'm real positive we found a way.
4: Just take us through your goal a little bit, Connor. I mean, it happened fast and it looked like you just, you got a good
7: piece of that shot. Yeah, um, no, we made a good play through the middle, Leon to Reggie, and um, Reggie did a good job of drawing some guys to him and and dished it over and um, just tried to get to the net. A tight game like that, just for the power play to come up huge there in one nothing game. How big was that for you guys? For sure, um, you know, especially at a time where you know, they were getting chances galore, hemming us in there and. Um, you know, couldn't really see him do anything right. And, uh, you know, to get that, that little extra cushion, uh, definitely was nice. Making the most of this home. Great, that's Connor McDavid.
3: All right, thanks a lot, Brendan. Brendan Ulrich working the Oilers dressing room. McDavid scores. Latestu scores. Talbot gets a 33 save shutout. You know, the goalie at the other end was pretty good as well tonight, but he takes the loss. That's Vancouver's Richard Bachman.
5: I think you played well enough to get a point or maybe even climb back and get a win out of that?
3: One?
4: Yeah, it's... Uh... You know it's tough. It's uh, it's a stingy league. We had some chances, hit some posts. So I think the main my main objective is to win, but then to give the team a chance. And I, I think I did that. Um, and I was pretty happy. I was really happy with the way we played tonight, and thought we limited their offense and had some good chances of our own.
5: McDavid showed why he's so dangerous at, at any point in the hockey game.
4: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the kid's got amazing speed and. Uh, and when he's going that fast, he's got a lot of poise. So he's he's a dangerous player, and you know there's a reason he's one of the best in the world. Um, but I thought overall for 60, we did a good job uh, containing him.
5: Yeah, heading into the third, if you had it one nothing, was that you know your best chance to try and get back in the hockey game? Pretty good road game at that point.
4: Yeah, I think that's a pretty good road, too. Uh, road game, especially coming here, this building. Um, I, I thought we did a good job. It's unfortunate we we couldn't get a break there.
3: That's Richard Bachman, goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks. The Oilers beat the Canucks 2-0. Their next game will be Monday. Last one in this eight-game homestand. They're 4-2-1 on the stand so far. L.A. will be in town. Face-off show on 630 Chet at 5.30. And the game will start at 7. Thanks to Troy Bowler. He's our engineer here at Rogers Place. Our studio producer back at 630 Chet is Kellen Kennedy. You can get more on 630chet.com. On behalf of Rob Brown, my name is Reed Wilkins. Oilers 2, Canucks nothing. Have a great night.